All right. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your Uncle Jimmy coming to you live from the Rock and Roll Garage with your weekly technician podcast called Greased Wheels. Today, I got a subject for you that has been bothering me for a long time as a technician, and I'm pretty sure that it's probably been bothering you as well. There's a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about at this particular subject because it goes two ways, okay? Uh, a lot of, I would say probably once a week, sometimes even twice, and probably anywhere up to six to 10 times a month, I get cars in that I need to look at that have specific kinds of damage to them. Uh, damage caused either by a collision or an impact of some sort, or perhaps the customer ran something over with the car, or some system in the car is not working or is not properly aligned. I get a lot of this. And this is what I want to ask you as the listener, as technicians that listen to this podcast, if you could give me some sort of feedback on this to let me know if you're seeing the same thing. What I'm getting, what I'm getting at is anyway, what I'm talking about is things that customers want us to fix that should have been fixed by somebody else at some point in time. I get an awful lot of stuff that should have been repaired by a collision shop. Uh, and and that's, an, that's another thing that goes on too at our place. We are a brand specific dealership, one brand, and we do not have a body shop at our particular location. Uh, I don't know if we have room for it. I don't think there is. I don't think we're going to. It just doesn't seem to be in the works. It, least right for now we don't have one we don't have our own brand specific body shop that is owned by the same people who own us but that doesn't stop the tow truck drivers for bringing us every fucking wadded up and fucked up piece of shit made by our manufacturer and dumping it in our parking lot at all hours of the day and night and leaving it there and sometimes i gotta be honest with you sometimes it's fun to see what people have done to the uh, to the cars that we sell. I, we've got one right now where the whole front right corner of the vehicle seems to be sheared off. I'm not sure how that happened, and I hope that the people who are driving the car are okay. They probably are. Uh, vehicles these days are uh, super, super safe, and uh, there's a lot of different things that go on to keep people safe, and it's a good fucking thing because the driving skills of the people on the road these days is negligible, which is to say it doesn't exist at all. Um, and I have a theory about that, and I'll expunge on that later, but uh, I, I love to see the damage, uh, even though at some point in time later on, maybe the next day or even up to a week later, that thing's gonna have to get towed again out of our dealership. But the other, but what I'm really talking about is when people bring us cars that they took to a body shop or a collision shop and had repaired, but they didn't kind of go all the way. Now, some some of the better collision shops will make sure that your car is exactly the way it was it was before the accident, which means that everything that worked before is going to work when you pick it up. And sometimes what that means is that they will bring the car to the dealer to have whatever system they can't fix fixed under their name so that they can get paid and then just pay us and the insurance will pay them. But a lot of times, because collision shops are manned by people and some of these people suck at what they do, uh, they just fix what they can and what they can't fix. They just, eh, not fixing that. Not gonna fix that. And in, and in reality, us as automotive mechanics and not collision technicians, we uh, we do the same thing. I mean, if 
somebody comes to me and says, oh, you know, my door's not lined up. I'll be the first one to say it. Well, I'm not working in a collision shop, so lining up your door ain't something I'm going to do. But what happens a lot of times is people roll in and they play stupid. And believe me, nobody can play stupid like our customers. All of us out there, none, nobody can play stupid like our customers can. They'll come in and go, oh, you know, my cruise control doesn't work or uh, my headlight's not aimed correctly. And you bring it into the shop and you try to aim the headlight. And sure enough, it's shining up at the moon tower and uh, not on the road where it should be. And you pull it up against the wall and you try to adjust it by turning the adjustment screw. And you find that the core support is pushed in six inches where they didn't fix that at the collision shop. They didn't fix that part. They got the fender on the car and they pulled the core board out just enough to bolt the fender up, never mind that it's bent like a pretzel. And then they painted the fender and it looked good. So they called it done and sent it down the road. And then they bring it to you and they don't tell you anything about the fucking tree they wrapped the fucking car around. Not at all. Nope, not gonna tell you that. Nope. Oh, did I forget to tell you I wrapped the car around a tree six months ago and I just got it back from the body shop three days ago and now my headlight's out of aim? Yeah, guess what? Take that motherfucker right back to the goddamn body shop. Those sons of bitches need to fucking straighten this course board out or replace it. And then I'll be happy to line up the headlight if they can't, okay? But they should be able to. But they can't just like I can't because the core sport's fucking bent. And I get this a lot. I get this a lot. I can't tell you how many times cars have come to me, not so much here where I am now, but back up in the Northeast where a car was in an accident of some sort, whether or not they hit a, hit a ditch or a curb or a person or a tree or a wall or just a fucking pothole, and the rims are fucking bent. I'm telling you, if you work in the rust belt, of this country and your roads are shitty, you deal with a lot of bent rims. And I know you do because now they make them out of aluminum. So aluminum's really not that sturdy of a metal, not compared to steel anyway. And also too, the design of them makes them even more fragile. And so when they hit something like a pothole or a dead raccoonie or a deer, or, or even if they just hit a curb or one of those parking things, it bends a living fucking piss out of their rim. And you, we've talked about it before and you know what's coming, but they come in and and they act like, oh, nothing ever happened. I didn't hit anything. Uh, and you put it up on the fucking lift and you spin the wheel around and it's bent. It's egg-shaped. It's egg-shaped. It's not even round anymore. It's like a fucking trapezoid. It's like, what the fuck? Really? Yeah, you expect me to believe that you didn't hit anything with this car and yet this rim is bent to fuck? And then, it, because stupidity always never, the stupidity never knows where the boundaries are. It just it just blows past the envelope, the edge of the envelope, and keeps going. And they say this to me every time. Oh, is that covered under warranty? No! No! He's covered under a manufacturer's warranty? The only way a bent rim would be covered under a manufacturer's warranty is if the guy at the factory bent the fucking rim there in the factory and somehow you got it and drove it 15 or 20,000 miles and then we noticed it. But guess what? That doesn't fucking happen. They bend a rim at the factory, they throw another wheel on it. Fuck, they got stacks of them, right? Yeah. And if it happens at the dealership, we blame it on the transportation company and they buy us a new rim. And if it happens to one of us technicians, we lie about it and say we didn't hit anything. <laughs> and then they cover it under warranty. No, that's not how it happens, but... <laughs> 
Somebody has to pay. And in this particular case, either you or your insurance company has to pay, but not the manufacturer's warranty. Now, uh, one of the things that I think a lot of people are not familiar with, what a lot of people don't know is the difference between a warranty and insurance. Okay, now a warranty is the manufacturer covering your vehicle probably for anywhere from uh, three years and 36,000 miles up to four years, 50,000 miles. And in some cases, uh, some obnoxious Asian idiots uh, cover them up to 10 years and 100,000 miles. And I'm pretty sure that that warranty is limited to a lot of stuff, but that's fine. They can say that all day long. It's like Tommy Boy said, look, I can take a dump in a box and put a warranty on it. I got the time, right? What good is that warranty if it doesn't cover shit? Or if it, well, in his particular case, it would have covered shit because he took a dump in a box. But what I'm trying to get at here is that there are two different things, okay? A warranty is something that the manufacturer says, I'm going to stand behind this car. And if you do, so, if something happens to the car that is our fault, by the way, then we'll cover it. And it covers a lot of stuff. I mean, if you've got something that doesn't look right, We'll, we'll replace it. If you got something that goes bad and it wasn't any fault of your own, they'll cover it. And they want the parts back. See, here's the thing, people. If you, you know, if you don't know this about warranties, if you work at Independence and you don't know anything about uh, new car manufacturer warranties, a lot of times when you do a repair that's covered under warranty, they want the old part back so they can look at it and go, hey, guess what? There's nothing wrong with this. <laughs> You're just being a retard. So if you're a mechanic who likes to shotgun parts and you're working at a dealer, eh, chances are they'll figure this out pretty quickly, sending you back a bunch of stuff that you got paid to replace and taking your money back and admonishing you not to fucking do that again. And if you do it enough, they will send you packing, okay? Uh, the manufacturer says, I'm gonna cover this stuff because it's on me that this stuff needs to work. If you run into a tree and the core support's bent, I'm not covering any of that shit because that's shit that you did. That's covered by insurance. So the manufacturer warranty covers stuff that the manufacturer did. Insurance covers shit that you're gonna do to it or that your kids are gonna do to it or that the neighbor's gonna do to it or maybe maybe somebody somewhere in a parking lot's gonna do to it, okay? That's what insurance is for and that's why it's so high because shit does happen. Trust me, I know, okay? I've wrecked enough cars and uh, I believe, honestly, when it comes to insurance, that everyone in, in this country, and I probably around the world actually, uh, but everybody in this country, that, that being the United States is where I'm at, should have insurance, should have current up-to-date insurance on their car, basic liability, okay? Because none of us drives very well. We're all shitty drivers. Every single one of us is a shitty driver, okay? We might think we're great, which is okay. You can think whatever you want. It's a free country. If you're not in this country and you're not allowed to think freely, you should probably think about or try to get here because we're allowed to think whatever we fucking want, even if it's wrong, okay? And there's lots of people who think things that are wrong, but not to them. But as far as driving goes, everyone in this country, I would say probably 98% of the people in this country think they're great drivers. And the other 2% think they're good. And there's one guy in this country who thinks he sucks, and that's me. I am a terrible driver, boys and girls. I am terrible. Uh, I don't really pay attention very well. Uh, I try to, uh, and it's not my phone. My phone is not causing me to, you know, I'm not driving down the road looking at my phone. I'm not one of those people. I'm, I'm a little older than that. And uh, so my phone is really not distracting me too much. Ask anybody who's tried to call me 
okay? I rarely answer the phone. They text me. They're lucky if I text them back in three days, okay? Which makes me a terrible person in their eyes, which is fine. I am a terrible person. Fuck that. Um, but I have wrecked a lot of cars uh, through just absolute sheer stupidity and negligence. And, and typically, I have wrecked other people's cars. My brother, my sister, my mom and dad. I, I was particularly vicious to their cars with an absence of malice. I wasn't trying to wreck their cars. It just happened. So, but it, neither here nor there. I'm still an asshole. So, uh, but everybody else on the road is, is bad. Thinks they're great, but they're bad at it. I, like I said, I'm a terrible driver. I'm a terrible, I, what I'm really bad at, what I'm really bad at is tailgating. And when I say I'm bad at it, what I really mean to say is I'm really good at it. See where I come from? Uh, and what I found out and this was kind of weird to me, uh, is that there's there's different kinds of tailgating. And I bet you didn't know that because I just discovered it myself. In New York, where I'm from, in the state of New York, I'm from the state of New York, it's different than New York City. Uh, I, I would like to think it's more sensible. It's probably just more conservative is all. In New York State, if you're in front of me and you're going slower and I want to go, I will tailgate you. If you don't respond in any way, shape, or form, I will tailgate you even harder. And in some cases, what I've mentioned to people is, look, if I'm tailgating you, turn around and introduce yourself because I'm going to be that fucking close. I am a wicked, wicked tailgater from way back. Now, recently, I moved myself out to the state of Texas, and tailgating here is a completely different uh, completely different sport, if you will. <laughs> it's a sport now. No, it's not a sport. Um, in Texas, if you are too close to somebody in Texas... Uh, they'll give you a break check and let you know that you're too close, which is how it's supposed to happen. That's probably more sensible than what happens in New York. In New York, they just ignore you. Uh, but in Texas, they'll give you, they'll throw you a break check. But what I have found is that they have a lot less tolerance for how close you're going to get. I was, as a matter of fact, leaving where I work not too long ago and driving up a road. And there was a guy in front of me in a, in a wicked old Aerostar Ford van. So you already knew he was an asshole. Uh, but I was probably one car length behind him, which in my world is not, I'm not tailgating. I'm just behind him. But he kept giving, he must have given me 10, 15 different brake checks. He must have thought I was too close, which is ridiculous because I could have gotten way fucking closer, but I didn't. Anyway, he decided he was going to throw me the finger. And I know I've been in Texas long enough to know that in this state, you do not throw people the fucking finger unless you want to get a face full of fingers called a knuckle fucking sandwich. So this guy gives me the finger and I get up and he, for some reason, he stopped dead in the middle of the road. So I got out and I went up and I was going to have a little chat with him and I let him know that he was, uh, let me see, my exact quote was, you're a fucking asshole, you dick, you cocksucking fucking jerk off. And uh, then I went back to my car feeling a little bit more satisfied. And of course, by this time, because there's so many people in the state of Texas, at least where I am at, that... Uh, uh, there was a, a traffic jam behind me of about 12 to 15 cars all honking their horns at me. And I waved, acknowledged that, yes, they should honk their horn at me because I'm the second guy stopped in the middle of the road and not the first guy, which is fine. It's fine. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I'm a terrible driver. Uh, I've wrecked cars. I know what insurance is for. I know what it's all about. I know what collision work should look like. I know that it typically doesn't look very good and this is something that you as an automotive technician if you're not a collision guy and I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of individuals listening to this podcast right now who are collision guys and I want to say to you 
kudos to you for what you do. You uh, you put the cars back together again when they have been hammered on. And uh, sometimes some of you don't go all the way. You don't follow through and you expect the customer to bring the car to us. And what you don't know is the customer's not going to tell us that they were just at your place. They're not going to tell us that you were not equipped to program a module. Uh, they're not going to tell us that a light stopped working because you didn't complete the repair on the on the lamp assembly or or maybe that the motor's cracked wide open and it's leaking oil because it's split in half or there's connecting rod hanging out they're not going to tell us that stuff okay so we in our mind get it that get get the impression that you as a collision technician and you as somebody who works in a body shop are kind of a a hack and i would say probably in maybe uh, I don't know, because I, I, I don't know anybody in the collision business really anymore. I used to know a lot of people in the collision business. And I was, a lot of them were, were straight up good technicians who did the job and did it right, okay? So I'm going to assume that 90% of you, uh, collision technicians and body men, painters, you do an excellent job. And I want to give you a little shout out, give you a little kudos and tell you, yes, you, you're doing a great job and I want you to continue to do a great job. But if you're one of those people who doesn't do certain things and leave certain things undone or, or, or does the job halfway or, or just one of the things that collision guys like to do is pull a part out till it meets up with the new part and then bolt it down and call it finished when that part still has to hold other parts that are, oh, by the way, not lined up anymore or aren't lined up yet. Uh, they needed to be pulled some more, okay? So I know you're out there. I know you guys exist and I understand why you do it because you guys are paid even less than us. And I find that difficult to believe, uh, but I know it's true. But also you guys turn hundreds of hours. I mean, it's not uncommon for a collision technician to turn literally 120 hours in one week because you know they have to put a fender on and then they have to paint it and then they have to blend it and then they have to wet sand it or whatever they have to do. And this all pays like literally you know, three tenths and five tenths and 10 tenths, but it takes them even less time to really actually do all that stuff. So they make a lot of hours, but their rate of pay is typically less than we would make as automotive technicians. And it's wrong. And what it's also doing is it's causing people to not want to be collision technicians. And, and one of the things that's going on with collision technicians is that there's nobody getting into that business either. They were already suffering an enormous shortage of collision technicians. And it's even more excruciating, according to the research that I've done, than the shortage of automotive technicians. And that's probably because those are really seriously specialized skills. And if you've never, if you're an auto mechanic, and you've never tried to paint a car or straighten a fender or bang a dent or take a bumper off and then put it back on when everything behind it is all fucked up, then you, then you, then you don't know how difficult their job is. I do. I have done a lot of, of amateur body work. Uh, and I say amateur because it just, it didn't turn out very well in, in a lot of cases because uh, I've done quite a bit. And I've had some success, but I've had more failures than success with that. So I need a lot more practice uh, doing uh, collision work and not so much collision work, but restoration work, which is one of the things I love to do. Uh, but as far as doing the body work, that's like the worst thing to do because it's excruciatingly difficult. And uh, these guys who can do it are in huge demand, huge demand. And so uh, when you get a car that's been in a collision shop, uh, 
the chances are that they've got somebody working there who maybe isn't up to the task because they have trouble hiring people who are. But that doesn't that doesn't alleviate the problem. I still get cars that have uh, you know stuff that's unplugged and uh, stuff that's not where it's supposed to be and it's not going to work. Uh, one of the famous things that we have. Uh, we have, because we're going to have self-driving cars soon, which is the stupidest shit I've ever heard, uh, we have to have these little radar sensors on the front. And if they're not aimed correctly, they just do not fucking work. And so we get cars in all the time that have been in little tiny fender benders, or maybe they hit one of those little parking bumps, or maybe they went over a speed bump too fast. And the, the fascia got bent up and the bracket that holds this radar sensor is now bent. And guess what? Beep. A warning comes up and it says, cruise control unavailable, parking assistance unavailable. You know, and now you as a technician, because they're not going to go to a collision shop. They might have hit something, but they're not going to go to a collision shop because everything still looks okay. So now they come to you and you scan the car. You know, and, and a lot of these cars, a lot of cars have this. A lot of cars have this. So you get the car and you look and it just says, you know, parking assist and collision warning not available. They're not working. The faults say that the sensor's not aligned. And you go in there and everything looks fine. You know, sometimes they, they get this fucking thing out of whack and you can't even see where they hit anything. They may not have even been at a body shop. They may not have even had a collision technician working on the car. The thing's just fucking bent. Everything still looks fine. Boom. Now you got to straighten this fucking bracket out or get a new one. And it takes a while to even figure out that that's the fucking problem. Because they, you know, they'll give you, because <laughs> here's the thing, as a technician, you know this, uh, they give you, uh, you have faults in a car and it says, oh, this doesn't work and that doesn't work. And then they give you a fucking list of shit that you need to check. They give you a list of shit that you need to check. And here's one of the problems I have, and this is the actual gist of this particular podcast, okay? You go in and you have a list of six things you need to check. You need to check the control module. Okay, fine. You know, you go in and you check, okay, I got power and ground. I've got K bus and I've got P bus and I got D bus and I got the, uh, the Dillagaff bus and I've got all the other fucking buses that this thing has. They're all working. Okay, great. The fuse is good. Okay, so then I have to check the wires to the sensor. The sensor looks good and uh, it has power and ground and all the fucking buses go into that. You know, the, the P bus, the K bus, the BDS bus, the FDS bus, the ASAP bus and the Dillagaff bus all are working perfectly. Okay, great. You check that, that shit out just like the fucking tester said you needed to do, right? Because, you know, you're performing the test plan as if there's nothing wrong with the car collision-wise because it looks fine. Okay, great. So you check that and then it says you have to check the wires. Okay, so now you have to check each and every single individual wire from that control module to that sensor and you check all that shit and you find that the, that the circuits are good. Okay, you find that they're not open, they're not shorted, power's where it's supposed to be, ground's where it's supposed to be, nothing's shorted to itself, there's the proper ohms available on all of the twisted pair buses that go to this fucking thing, and that the, the messages are all there, you see the, you see the pattern where it's pulled high or pulled low, okay, fine, so now you've invested all this time and energy into diagnosing this, and you get through this list, and it says, oh, check to see if the bumper, if the bracket holding the fucking thing is bent, it's like, wait a minute, why didn't I check that first? Well, you know now you need to check that first because guess what? The bracket's fucking bent. Okay. And then, because you've probably spent three hours on it now and you see that the bracket's bent, you realize 
that is no longer a warranty issue. You do all of this previous diagnosis because this is something that should be covered under warranty. But when the bracket's bent, guess what? It's no longer covered under warranty. That's not something that the manufacturer did. That's something that the customer did. It's now an insurance problem. And guess who wants to deal with all of that horse shit? No one. No one wants to deal with that fucking problem, Uncle Jimmy. And you, I get it. Insurance companies are cocksuckers. They, they, you, 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 you honestly sent them your money every month on time, faithfully. They called it a premium for fuck's sake. And then when you need them to pay for something, they're like, oh, that, that's not covered. What happened to the premium that I'm fucking paying? I'm paying a fucking premium. You need to give me a fucking premium, asshole. Send somebody out here to look at this fucking thing and pay for all of the repairs that they attempted to do to this. And you know, as a technician, right there, as soon as you see something that got damaged by the customer, you're going to get fucked. You're going to get screwed. Now, the other time, now, some of, some of the times, sometimes, You'll go at a sensor like this, or maybe you'll you'll have a PDC sensor, a park distance control sensor, or maybe a camera, because all the fucking cars have cameras now. And you'll have something that doesn't fucking work. A camera, a PDC sensor, or a cruise control sensor, or maybe a fucking light. Something that doesn't work. And the customer comes in and he says to you, as an automotive mechanic, especially if you're at a dealership, where you carry a manufacturer's brand and you have uh, the cars actually under the manufacturer's warranty and you bring it into the shop and you scan it up and you look at it and you see that all of the PDC sensors in the front, all four of them, were at one time unplugged. And now they're plugged back in and working, but the faults were set. You automatically know, as an experienced technician, you automatically know that that car was in an accident. Do you know why? Because no one in the world can unplug those sensors without taking the bumper off. And why do you take the bumper off? You know why you take the bumper off? Because you smashed into some shit. And it's not a warranty issue now. It's not a warranty issue. You have to take it back to the collision shop that fixed it and have them fix this problem, whatever it is. Whatever it is, it's not working. Maybe if you're lucky, you can get the insurance company to, to make a supplement Maybe you can get somebody to make a supplement to an insurance company to have them fix something, to have them pay for something that you fixed that the collision shop should have fixed. But, but can you even say any of that? Can you even wrap your mind around what has to happen for all that shit to come to fruition for you as a technician? No, because they're going to come down and they're going to go, well, you already diagnosed it, so we're not going to pay for diagnosis. And you're going to go, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Where's your car out in the parking lot, buddy? Because you're going to have four flat tires, asshole. This is what happened. These are the things that happen. This is why we hate it. And if you're a collision technician listening to this, this is why we really kind of hate you guys sometimes, okay? We know you have a tough job to do. We get it, okay? But when you leave something undone or something unhooked or, or something doesn't get fixed right, or if, if you just can't fix it right and you just let it go anyway, hoping that the customer won't notice, hoping that, that maybe they'll just show up at the dealer and have us fix it, we're not going to be able to fix it until somebody just tells us who's going to pay. I can go into a car and I could tell you, you could do the best job possible. You could repair a car so that absolutely nobody in the world could tell that it was damaged. But if you don't clear the faults, I'll be able to tell that it was at a collision shop. 
certain sensors will have been unplugged, certain lights will set faults. One of the things that happens, and, I'm, and then I'm gonna get out of here, okay, because uh, I didn't wanna spend the, even this much time talking about this. It's, it's a problem for us as automotive technicians. In certain places, it's a bigger problem. In certain places, it's not. With the fact that you collision technicians are leaving the business in droves and nobody's getting into it in droves as well, uh, it's gonna get worse and worse for us. And I, I know you probably don't care, it's fine. Uh, I understand your job is tough and you're not paid enough for it. But uh, one of the things that goes on, uh, and, and then I'll get out of here, is that uh, uh, with the headlights, at least on the brand of manufacturer that I work for, they have uh, numerous bulbs in the headlights. They have numerous little control modules in the headlight. And when you buy a new one from us for a car that we are the manufacturer's dealer for you get nothing you get you get a headlight but you got to swap all of that shit over and if you don't guess what's not going to work the headlight it's not going to work okay if you don't put the bulbs in if you don't put the control modules on it's not going to work and i wish i had a fucking nickel for every vehicle that i ever got from a collision shop they had a headlight that didn't have all the modules or all the bulbs installed into it from the old one it happens so fucking often. And I get it. You're not an auto mechanic. You're a collision technician. Is it your job to make sure that the headlight has all the shit it needs to work? Fuck no. Your job is to fucking bolt the fucking thing in and call it finished. And the sooner the better, right? Okay. So I get the car and and I get the car. I usually get it. Usually what happens is I get the car because you're finished with it and it can be driven but the light doesn't work. So somebody from your shop, usually a secretary or a car porter, or maybe somebody who's not busy right at the moment, drives it over to my shop and says, oh, can you diagnose why the light doesn't work? And I say, where'd you come from? And they go, you know, Joe's collision shop up the street. And I'm like, well, you're gonna have to drop it off because I'm gonna have to order all these modules that are in it. And they go, oh, really? It doesn't come with the modules? No, you have to transfer them over from the old light. And then I'll say, because I've been through this enough times to know, then I'll say, oh, do you have the old light? And they'll be like, oh, I don't know. And then you go, okay, well, go take the car, go back to where you came from and see if you can find the old headlight otherwise send an insurance adjuster over here so i can tell him how much he's got to pay for all the modules and bulbs that you didn't put into the headlight so it will work properly and then we can put it back together once he decides he is indeed actually going to pay for all said modules and bulbs okay this happens to me so often folks i'm really i'm serious it's probably happened to me let me, let me put a number to it probably 15 to 20 times over the course of 15 years so i get it about once a year and uh, it, it's, it, I find it, 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 it's amazing. And in the beginning, it used to be just one little module. All you gotta do is just leave that off and nothing fucking works. But now the headlights that we have now, they, got, they, they have upwards of four modules. And, and it, some of them are hiding behind little covers and you have to take the cover off to see if the module's actually not there. And the same with the bulb. You have to pull the cover off and you have to unscrew some T20s and there's nothing there. It's not gonna work without that shit in it. And you bolted it in and it's all bolted down and you see it doesn't work. And you're a collision technician and you're you're done with that car. Because boys and girls, any of us who work on a car, if we think we're done and then we find out we're not done, oh my God, does that piss us off. Oh my God. That's the worst thing in the world. When you fix a car and you think you're done and you go to pull it out and the check engine light pops right back on again, you're like, fuck. 
It's the same for collision guys. They get done with a car. They're done bolting all the shit to it. They're done rubbing out the fender. They fucking bolted the wheels back on. They put the trim on. They might have put the, you know, they're doing the, they, they, they've done all the finishing touches, the decals, the stickers. You know, they put the wiper arms back. Whatever they had to do to finish it, they're done with the car. They go to pull it out. They pull the headlight switch on. Boom. Lamp warning. Fuck! <laughs> All right, so listen, this is going to happen to you. Get ready for it. There's nothing you can do about it. Other people are trying to do their job the best they can. Uh, some of them can't get it done the be- done in any kind of a, of a useful manner. Some of them it's because they're stupid, and some of them, a lot of times it's just because it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. You're going to get cars from people that have been in wrecks, and they're going to want you to fix them, and they're not going to want to pay, and neither is anybody else. And it's it's almost useless to get mad about it, but it happens. So, uh, and, and there's going to be there's no fixing it. it. We could drive cars for the next thousand years, and a thousand years from now, some jackass like me will make a podcast and go, "Did you ever get a car that was in a collision and they expect you to fix it for free?" Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Okay, hey, you know what? It's uh, I'm going to sign off now before the thousand years is up. Although it seems like it's been a thousand years already, I'm going to go. I'm going to get out of the rock and roll garage and go do something else right now. And usually when Uncle Jimmy goes to sign off, he says, see ya.